You're listening to the Dominate Fantasy Football Show. Here is your host, Nate Hamilton. Welcome into the Dominate Fantasy Football Show. I am your host, Nate Hamilton. You can follow me on Twitter at DominateFF, and you can also follow the show at DominateFFShow. In the last episode, I discussed some of the moves made at the quarterback position during this free agency period. In this episode, I will be covering the running back position. But before we get into that, hit that pause button and subscribe to the show so you never miss another episode, and please leave a rating and review. Now, I've been thinking about doing something special for this episode and possibly future episodes going forward. If any of you listen to me and my good friend Keaton Denlay on the Fantasy Tilt podcast, you're familiar with the concept of getting tilted. I wanted to bring a piece of that pod that I love so much to this one. So without further ado, I'm getting tilted. So, honey, what are you going to rant about today? Worst day of my life. What do you think? Don't interrupt. It grinds my gears when you do that. You have to do better than this. Tell him, McCluskey. Tell him what time it is. You don't wait that long. The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! That's, that's what our show is. Man, it feels good to hear that drop. Now, we're all a bit stressed in our own ways, especially when it comes to the current situation we're dealing with regarding the coronavirus. I wanted to do something nice for my wife and bring a smile to her face, so I decided to clean off the back deck and set up our patio set. Um, Because we've had like a mild winter, and and spring is finally officially here. We've had some nice weather lately. So I wanted to set up the patio set and just say, hey, we can always hang out on our back deck, you know, uh, have a couple drinks, what have you. So I do that, nice gesture, right? It did, it made her happy. Well, less than two days later, like a day and a half later, Mother Nature laughed in my face and we got about eight inches of snow. It's so frustrating because uh, now my patio set is under eight inches of snow and we've got to wait until things warm up and melt. Um, And we're, you know, stuck in the house, obviously, um, and and we can't go out and enjoy that. So... That is my tilt this week. It's uh, my tilt, if you guys listen to the last podcast, um, is, is usually based around weather for me because I live in New Hampshire and it might as well be the North Pole. So uh, that is my tilt. You know, I, I'm sure a lot of us are feeling the effects of this pandemic and have it much worse than my petty complaint. But I just want to wish everyone well during this tough time and hope that my podcast can bring a moment of escape from it all. So let's let's just get into today's topic and and move on. Let's talk about running backs. First up, let's talk about Derrick Henry. The Titans have franchise tag Derrick Henry, so he'll earn about ten point three million dollars this season. I'm a slightly worried about a holdout, and I'm hoping that he doesn't go that route because I mean we just need football and we need the best of the best on the field. I hope they either come to an agreement and they extend him. Or Henry just plays out this season. Uh, for the most part, the Titans have kept all their offensive pieces uh, together. So this is really good news for Derrick Henry. Should he decide to actually play from the beginning of the season on? The Cleveland Browns placed a second round tender on Kareem Hunt. 
Is this enough to keep him with the Browns? I'm not so sure it is. Hypothetically, if I were to say, I don't know, the Buccaneers, I would go after Hunt to give Tom Brady a top running back with catching ability. In 2018, Hunt had over 1,200 total yards and 14 total touchdowns. Seven on the ground, seven in the air, in just 11 games. And last season, there weren't many fantasy points that separated him from Nick Chubb in the eight games that Kareem Hunt played in. In half-point PPR, there were five games in which there were fewer than 2.3 fantasy points that separated Hunt and Chubb. In those eight games, Nick Chubb totaled 98.3 fantasy points. Kareem Hunt, 82.9, a difference of just 15.4 fantasy points. To put a little bit more perspective on that, total amount of touches in those eight games for each player, Nick Chubb, 155 touches to Kareem Hunt's 80. So essentially, Nick Chubb had double the amount of touches than Kareem Hunt did, and Chubb averaged 0.63 fantasy points per touch, while Hunt averaged 1.04 fantasy points per touch. Now, my point isn't to say that Kareem Hunt is better than Nick Chubb, because he isn't. That's not what I'm trying to say. My point is that if Kareem Hunt could do something like that at a limited capacity, then I want to see that at full potential. And he can't do that when he's running behind Nick Chubb in that Browns offense. Austin Eckler and the Chargers agreed to a $24.5 million deal over four years, which all but eliminated Melvin Gordon from the picture. The Denver Broncos were happy enough to swoop in and pick up Gordon for two years, $16 million. My initial reaction to this deal was I wasn't too thrilled with Gordon's landing spot simply because I'm very unsure what's going to happen there in Denver as far as offensive production. But I gave it some time to think, and he's moving from sharing time with Austin Eckler to sharing time with Philip Lindsay, who to me does not pose the same threat to his workload. Lindsay is not the pass catcher that Eckler is, and we've seen in the past Melvin Gordon can handle the full workload as a workhorse back on the ground and through the air. So we could see, depending on how this Denver Broncos offense shakes out, if they can be somewhat productive, this could end up being a more significant upgrade for Melvin Gordon than we all anticipate. The Arizona Cardinals traded David Johnson and two draft picks to the Texans for DeAndre Hopkins and a 2024th. This move had everybody scratching their heads. I mean, what is Bill O'Brien doing in Houston? Why would he trade arguably the best wide receiver in the game for an aging running back who essentially has had one great NFL season under his belt? Now, I know that sounds a little harsh, but David Johnson will be 29 years old this season, and he's had one year in his five seasons over 1,000 yards rushing. I know that there's still value left in David Johnson, but the Texans' offense is now downgraded. Even more good news for the Cardinals is that Kenyon Drake has officially signed a one-year deal worth $8.4 million after they placed the transition tag on him. So now he's not eligible to sign an offer sheet with any other team. So he is an Arizona Cardinal for the 2020 season. Makes me super excited because this could finally be the year we see Drake get the full workload. I've been saying this for years. Kenyon Drake deserves all all the touches he can possibly get in an offense. And if he does get the full workload, 
he is easily a top 12 running back with top 5 potential in 2020. Jordan Howard, who happens to be one of my favorite running backs, and it appears that mostly everybody else hates this guy, signed with the Miami Dolphins. I'm not extremely thrilled with the landing spot, but he has gone out of Doug Peterson's running back by committee situation, which is inevitable if you're in Doug Peterson's offense. You have to respect what Jordan Howard has done up until this point. Prior to last season, he had 250 or more carries in each of his first three seasons. He totaled 24 rushing touchdowns and was 65 rushing yards shy in 2018 of having three consecutive seasons with 1,000 plus rushing yards. Even last season, in a limited capacity under Doug Peterson, Jordan Howard played in just 10 games because of injury. But he had 10 attempts inside the five, and five of those attempts resulted in a touchdown. Now, I expect that he's going to see a lot less opportunities in the scoring department with the Miami Dolphins. However, if he can play the full 16 games, which we say that a lot with any player, it doesn't matter who it is, if he can play the full 16 games and receive the full workload as he has in the past, then his volume alone will help boost his fantasy value for 2020. One more thing before I move on from Jordan Howard is that everybody says he's not a pass-catching back, which to be fair, up until this point, he hasn't been, but he's caught 67% of his targets in his career. So the truth is he just doesn't get the opportunity. He doesn't get the volume in the passing game. Now, if you expect the Miami Dolphins to struggle in the offense, then we could see Howard involved more in the passing game than he has been for his entire career. And for me personally, I would love to see that opportunity just because, like I was saying, he does not get that opportunity. So for me, I want to see Howard more involved in the passing game for the 2020 season. And that would clearly give him a a tremendous boost to his fantasy value for next season. And finally, Todd Gurley was released by the Rams and signed with the Falcons in less than a day. Yes, the Rams owed Gurley money, but if his health is intact, could this be a move they regret making? The 25-year-old has over 1,000 all-purpose yards in every season since entering the NFL in 2015. His health has to be the only concern. Todd Gurley finds himself in a better offense and should have no issues remaining a top-12 fantasy running back with the Falcons. Even in a down year last year, Todd Gurley was the number 14 running back in half-point PPR. Now, he still finds himself in a high-potent offense that scores a ton of touchdowns, and lucky for him, he scored double-digit touchdowns in every season but one in 2016. So he's going to have no issues continuing that trend as a member of the Atlanta Falcons. But that's going to do it for this episode, guys. And if you're wondering about guys like Devonta Freeman, Carlos Hyde, I will cover those running backs in a later episode, which I'll title The Leftovers from Free Agency. I will likely combine the wide receiver and tight end moves made this offseason. I haven't decided yet in the next episode. But thank you all for listening to the Dominate Fantasy Football Show and keep dominating. Thank you for listening to the Dominate Fantasy Football Show with Nate Hamilton. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss another show. Show your support by leaving a rating and review and follow at Dominate FF Show on Twitter.